Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. This is from thehill.com. Top Federal Reserve official says U.S. needs another lockdown to save economy? The lockdown didn't really do that great for the economy the last time. No, generally it uh, the economy doesn't really work if people are on lockdown, which, by the way, is a term they use in jail and prison. At least I presume in prison. They certainly used it when I was in jail for civil disobedience here. I can assure you they use it in prison. They yes. would come in and they would yell, lockdown, in the, uh, the, the jails, you know, the, the wing of the jail or whatever that I was in. And, uh, and then the, what you were supposed to do is go into your cell. So if you were out in the... If you didn't, they'd come in with guys with uh, clubs and beat you. <laughs> That's right. That didn't happen because everybody went right into their cell. It's a good idea. Uh, and that they like, closed They're the not kidding, okay? Yeah, right. Like, not kidding at all. So it should be a clue to if you. If cops are the C students, prison guards are the D students, okay? <laughs> Look, somebody yeah. who wants a job, who doesn't want to work too hard, and, you know, doesn't mind cracking a few heads, making yeah. somebody fall upstairs, that kind of thing. Yeah, so, I mean, the, the whole term lockdown should be a clue to you that this is not a good thing. Like, when somebody is forcing you against your will. Now, I realize some people believed the claims about COVID-19 and were genuinely frightened about what their chances were, and so they may have been locking down voluntarily. But others were doing... That would be self-quarantining. I can get one of two points. One point. Hey, look, freedom's more important than whatever you're talking about. And, and here's the points on freedom. Let's go with freedom. The other point is is that locking down is important and stopping the uh, spread of this virus is important. I get that point. The crap that's been done in the middle is just half measures on either side, right? Like, um, you know, it's, it's just pointless. So if you were to lock down for 14 days, and by lockdown I mean anybody who steps off of their property gets murdered. <laughs> like, then... You would have a real sort of lock. That's what this guy's talking about. That's what he's talking about. He's talking about, and he's not the only one. Remember, uh, I don't know if you guys were on the show, but a couple I weeks was ago. the person who wants to keep farmers and healthcare workers at is, home. Yeah, the Washington yeah. Post did an editorial piece about some so-called experts who are, like, one of them was, like, some Obama administration mm-hmm. health goon uh, who's saying that it needs to be a total lockdown with 90-plus percent of the population locked down, including farm workers and truck drivers. So basically, they want people to starve or start well, eating each other. Uh, I don't think that. Okay, so first off, most Americans can make it two weeks without starving to death. They don't just think because they're they can. fat. Well, yes, but um, <laughs> you'd be surprised how long you can go without eating. Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, uh, 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 two weeks without. Well, they're talking food? about two months. They're talking about two months. T- there's really no point in that. The longer version of what he is trying to say here is that he believes that if you lock down real hardcore for some amount of time, then you'll defeat the virus, and therefore everybody can just reopen, and the economy will be able to recover without this sort of back and forth of these governors saying, okay, you can reopen. No, you need to lock down again. No, reopen. No, lock down again, which is what's kind of been going on out there uh, to some extent. So I get what he's saying. It's like, yeah, okay, we need to make this sacrifice now, and then it'll be done, then we can get back to normal which is exactly what we said about why we shouldn't lock down in the first place. Just let this virus run its course, mm-hmm. and then we can get back to normal. But, but instead, you... they were like, no, we have to drag this out as long as 
as long as possible. Well, because somebody's grandmother might die, Arya. No, it's so, so Joe Biden can get elected. Let's be freaking serious here. Really? No. Everybody in the media is angry that orange men do bad, and uh, they they just cannot. They're unglued. I don't they're, believe anyone actually believes that Biden is going to win this election. Well, I think a lot of people believe it. Some people want that to be the case. No, I think that a lot of people believe it. I think about half of the people believe hmm. it. Um, I would. I doubt uh, that anyone genuinely believes that <laughs> Joe Biden has a chance here. Okay. <laughs> Did you hear that the uh, New York Times is advocating that they get rid of the debates? On my list here, there was, for whatever reason, the flu season in the January of 2018 was kind of bad. And the worst day, the worst week, excuse me, had 67,000 deaths. If you presume that 67,000 deaths, it was not worth getting upset over, because we didn't. Does anyone remember January of 2018? I don't. I don't don't get upset about deaths of people I don't know. I understand that. And who have not impacted my life. But the answer to the question is still, no one really got upset about deaths in January 2019, right? About the number of deaths, sure. But the people who lost their grandmothers, their cousins, or whatever, they very much got upset. Absolutely. It's terrible to lose people, and we have no idea why these people died, because this isn't what this list is about. For five weeks... In basically April of this year, that num- uh, the number of deaths went higher than that point in January 2018. So if January 2018 wasn't worth wor- getting worried about, mm. then most of May, all of June, and all of July of 2020 is not worth getting right, worried but about. But now they're trying to act like we need to lock down again and things need to get harsher. In fact, he says, quote, uh, this is the uh, Federal Reserve uh, guy from Minneapolis. He says... I mean, if we were to lock down really hard, I know I hate to even suggest it. People will be frustrated by it. But if we were to lock down hard, frustrated, they would riot and they'd go after people wearing suits like you, dude. The United States government has taken the world reserve currency and inflated it, meaning printed more of it. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, the stock market with the the whole covid thing, eh, not doing as good as it, it, it did previously. So people with money must put their money somewhere they can choose to they can choose to put it in sort of traditional investment stocks bonds uh, you know these kinds of things i mean which are probably good ideas as well it's it's not a I, i'm not making i'm not giving financial advice i'm just nope. talking about what an investor might think about doing they could put it in real estate but the government's basically made real estate the most miserable of investments mm. possible with all of its taxation out there um, on whatever different levels so, Not to mention you got to deal with tenants. That can be and, and fine local and governments can be and everything. Yeah. So real estate ain't what she used to be as far as an investment goes. Uh, you know, you could put it in cash, but like I said, the government just <laughs> devalued. That's not an investment. <laughs> right. It, well, it is if you happen to be able to move into the right investment at the right time. Okay, it's but buying idea. cash is not an investment. If you're saying you need to use cash to buy other investments. Well, then that then it's a tool for that, but it's not itself an investment. It is a de- depreciating asset okay. uh, at best. So it depends on your definition of what an investment is. People who I'm sell not an investment advisor. Well, then, then but you normally should shut up about what an investment is. Do okay, one I, but the I other. know what an investment is. I will agree with you that the, the U.S. dollar is a bad investment generally. Yes. But 
There are many people who have made a lot of money by keeping their powder dry, as they say, which means being highly liquid at any given point and being able to get into the market at the right time, whatever the market That's, might be. You're using it as a tool in that case. Fine. It's you, not an investment. Are we quibble, really seriously <laughs> quibbling yeah. about the difference between the term tool and investment? Yes. Fine. You have heard the term investment tool before, right? Um, okay. So you look going like a tool on, to me too, by the way. <laughs> thank God. Um, all right. So the you could uh, you know don't people don't want to be in cash for a reason? Yeah. Because it's a bad place. But to I be have to be in cash right because I run some Bitcoin vending machines on because behalf you do of the a church. Business and businesses have to have. It's not cash. a business. It's uh, it's an outreach project for the Shire Free Church. But you can you churches know. have business. Okay, I don't like the term business because when you're talking Fine. about legal land, I, I'm really business delighted has a very to play meaning. the game here yeah. where I can't finish the paragraph because if Ian doesn't like the terms. Yeah, well, I'm sorry, I'm not going to let you label a thing that uh, I'm involved in as something that I don't. What like about that an it investment? Is. I didn't get to label that either. Because you How weren't many talking more about things? one. What? Why don't you just get it right for once, and then we won't have to quibble about this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> entitled to your opinion, which is always correct. I didn't say that. No, well. Uh, no, you just act like it. How many people the out time. there actually think cash is an investment? I'd love to hear about that. I was talking about my, I, I tested positive that Tuesday mm-hmm. for COVID, and uh, my doctor absolutely refused to even talk to me about hydroxychloroquine. Um, just wasn't an option. Uh, but a friend of mine that I went to college with was able to prescribe it to me. He's a physician's assistant. His, his physician allowed him to prescribe it to me. And I started it on Wednesday, um, Wednesday evening after the first dose. I could really tell a difference with my life. It started breaking up the congestion in my chest. But I was coughing and hacking so hard and violently that I was having a hard time breathing. So decided that I should probably go to the ER just to get checked out. And uh, they did. All kinds of tests and x-rays and everything and determined that uh, it was just, you know, COVID-related issue. It wasn't a pneumonia or wasn't anything like that. Mm-hmm. And I went home Thursday morning very early. And by the time I woke up Thursday afternoon, I was almost done coughing. And on Friday, I felt so good that I went and played nine holes of golf. And, and how many doses of the hydrochloroquine did you take? Um. Okay, so the way the dosage is, it's, they're 200 milligrams, mm-hmm. and the first day you take two pills in the morning and two pills in the evening, mm-hmm. so 800 milligrams. Hey, Daily Digestion listeners, this is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy, so I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. I've known you, Ian, for 81 million years. Did you know that? No, no we really go no. far back, huh? Where Everybody we... in the electric realm, get a cup of Ian P. Freeman. It's, it's Ian B. Freeman, but Christy. close enough. Uh, it's Ian B. Freeman, but close enough. You went 81 million years without learning his middle name? What's that? You went 81 million years without learning his middle initial? Yeah. Well, okay. we forgot. <laughs> okay. I'm the star wow. man, don't you remember? 
No, I Cuckoo don't. Cuckoo I, Apparently, your memory is... Yeah, it's okay. Appar- right, we'll get you up. We'll get you up to speed. Apparently, your memory is way better than mine is. So how did you and I meet? Uh, was it like back when the universe exploded for the first time? Oh, no, 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 no. It's no, a lot longer no, 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 than no. that. Hey, have, you ever, have you guys ever seen uh, uh, Casablanca? I sadly have not. stinker. It's a... No, 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 sizzle. Yes. Is this guy for yeah. real? Yeah. Quite for real on drugs. <laughs> yeah, what are you? Uh, you know who that was laughing? Uh, that was Mark. What are you on tonight? Like, you are far out. Uh, well, I'm I'm fully electric. See, electricity was out of phase. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. This that doesn't explain this anything. This dude is tweaked, man. No, it yeah, doesn't that... explain. <laughs> No, it's great. Being in the electric realm is great because the jokes are great. What is it, it? What does it mean to be in the electric realm? Well, your electric people love you, and they well, give thanks. you charges. Well, they also live your lives for you. I was going to talk about myself being cut off uh, from a uh, club that I've belonged to for almost 40 years. Really? What kind of club? And, uh, uh, the uh, Concerned Clergy here in Indianapolis. Now, hmm. I've belonged to them for 40 years almost, and... Uh, they don't like the attitude I'm taking toward this uh, coronavirus, and they also don't like the the attitude I'm taking toward uh, what's going on in our downtown area, where they're holding up criminals who have shot at police and think that the criminals just supposed to walk away from that situation without being killed. So uh, they have, have actually excommunicated me. I I feel that way anyway. So this is but, a, uh, a group of of. Clergy, a minister's group, basically? Yeah. yeah, minister's group. I used to be their sergeant of arms and everything. So you've had but a I large can't... level of in, you know involvement in this particular group. And yeah, they... political, too. They're political, too. You know, I'm a political activist. And uh, our city council now, they can't have anybody uh, attend their meetings because of COVID. So you can't come into their meetings right. anymore. You can't complain. Uh, unless no you want to go on their little Zoom thing that they have, and uh, then, I don't, I don't go for that. Yeah, but and then you can't be seen. You can't be in their actual room. You can't show a large number of supporters. You can't, you can't pack City Hall like you know. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's happened here in in Keene, New Hampshire, where we've literally had a two hundred people pack a very small room. The good news is one of the guys who was uh, manufacturing a ton of LSD. Back 20 years ago in the United States, he is being let out of prison. And apparently it does have to do with some sentencing reform uh, that Donald Trump did sign into uh, to law. I think it was last year. You could look it up if you were more interested. The First Step Act does change sentences to drug crimes. And so they actually knocked about eight years off of this guy's uh, sentence as a result of that. So he's going to get out. Yeah. And I don't think there's any particular point. Um, I mean, you know, what who's the victim here and what's the point in keeping a 84 year old locked in prison? He's 74. Sorry, 74 year old who is ill and quite Ill. those sorts of things. I mean, you know, either way, the taxpayers are paying for it. But I can assure you the taxpayers pay more while he's in prison. Yeah. And apparently, according to the order uh, from the judge that uh, they, they believe that he does not pose a significant risk to society and has engaged in substantial efforts at rehabilitation. Even the government didn't even challenge the assertion. So the prosecutor's like, yeah, okay. You know, they didn't even try to keep him in. in well, that's prison. good. Yeah. Uh, the court, unusual. It is unusual. The court concluded the 20 years he's already served are sufficient for meeting the goals of incapacitation, deterrence, retribution, and rehabilitation. I consider belief in the government to be cult-like and belief in global warming to be cult-like. In um, what okay. way? I, 
Well, I did a uh, a mathematical problem myself, and I tweeted it. I actually put it, I think I put it in your show prep, or I put it on the air. I can't remember what. But I took all of the known reserves of uh, carbon fuels on the planet, just figured out, you know, because we don't know exactly what the reserves are, but they have estimates of how many, how much coal, how much crude, how much natural gas we've got. So I put all that together in a spreadsheet, figured how many BTUs per unit and how much CO2 per BTU times the reserves and added it all up to get the total CO2 output and came up and then divided that into the atmospheric mass and came up with a number that's so small, it's 0. 0.00, there's three zeros, 0. 0.00076 increase in atmospheric mass. So the, it's a very, very small amount of CO2 that you could possibly add to the atmosphere if you burned up everything. The CO2 feeds the plants. The plants produce the oxygen. And right. We, we, it's a nice little circle. We are a symbiotic relationship yeah. with the plants. So the reason I, I got this idea was, like I say, flying in an airplane, looking down at the planet, and trying to see the effect of man on this planet. And you know what? I couldn't see it. And I said, how in the world can something so tiny, and I've got another graphic that shows the Grand Canyon, a picture of the Grand Canyon, and all seven billion people piled up in the Grand Canyon. And it's a little tiny bump in the Grand Canyon for seven So it doesn't even people. fill the Grand Canyon is what you're saying? Not even close. Hmm. So the fact that we're so tiny on this big planet, and then the, the fact that, this, that the amount of fossil fuels is so small that it does not affect the mass of the atmosphere. People don't realize how much mass the atmosphere has on this planet. It's I mean, human lot. beings have created entire islands, Gene. How can you say humans have, have no ability to impact entire the environment? Entire islands. You go to the moon and try and find that island. You get the most powerful telescope from the moon and try and find that island. You won't even see it. It's not even so much as a speck. Well, I mean, that's not true. You can get a powerful enough telescope on Earth to be able to see the little <laughs> tiny reflective mirror. Well, I understand Gene's the... point. The point he's trying to make here is that we're relatively insignificant in the scheme of mother nature i just wanted to tell larry he's lucky to be away from these so-called concerned clergy they're a bunch of do nothing uh they get grant money that's kind of religious yeah they're, yeah they're very religious and that's their whole thing they want to get out here on the street where people are selling dope and shooting each other over it and tell them about Jesus. Like, that's going to help anything. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't think it would. But uh, he's lucky to be away from them. They, uh, I would suggest that Jesus probably doesn't care county. if people are smoking dope. I'm pretty sure he don't, because, I mean, the way I look at it is, all, all religion has told us is don't rob, murder, or steal. Everything other than that is on you. If you ask me, Jesus was a libertarian. There's a good argument. Some people have even said Jesus was an anarchist. I can go for that, too, because he, when he told people, give Caesar what's Caesar's and give God what is his, basically he was telling you, tell Caesar to go pound. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. when I see uh, Benjamin Franklin on the $100 bill, that doesn't make me think to myself, this bill belongs to Benjamin Franklin or to the United States government. I usually think this bill belongs to 
well, whomever has it, presumably me. There have been libertarians that make the argument that corporations or some kind of limited liability company would exist in a libertarian world. And, you know, maybe they would and maybe they wouldn't. I don't know. I don't live in a libertarian world. And this is the presumption of what would happen over the course of many decades or whatever to me. A person should be responsible for their actions in a, uh, you know, in a given situation and whatever that means. And so, you know, you shouldn't be able to create a corporation and then uh, not be responsible for your actions because uh, you created a corporation. That's that's silly. That's government stuff. Baraka 66 in our Discord server says, are corporations that old? I thought they were made to build bridges and things like yes. that. I think it was, what, in the 1800s? I believe that the Erie Canal uh, was the first creation of a corporation. I couldn't tell you the name of it, New York something or other. Um, and that was basically, in the United States, the first sort of uh, thing. So, yes, uh, he's it says correct. here, 1790s, according to Investopedia, were the first American corporations we're in the 1790s. Sure, so, but yeah, those almost aren't from what this... we're talking about. <laughs> well, um, I'm talking about corporations, sure. and I don't know what you were talking about when you were well, talking about corporations. Yeah, in, in most corporations cases, are legal fiction. Corporations created early on were generally created to, in sort of public works projects. Mm-hmm. Well, according to CNBC, with the Federal Reserve and Congress pushing stimulus efforts to new heights, some investors are keeping a close eye on a surge in the U.S. money supply for signs of inflation's long-awaited return. <laughs> All right. Keep a close eye on the money supply because the inflation might sneak back in at some point. <laughs> right, as though the Federal Reserve has nothing to do with that. <laughs> Where's that inflation come from anyway? Well, first off, I think that sort of um, – I think I think we should try to use terms like – Price inflation and monetary inflation, in order to be specific, because this is the obfuscation. Well, that would that goes just be on. a price increase. Yeah, as a result, well, I use of the same word. Well, because that's what the terms they use. So well, I use the their terms, terms are incorrect. It, Why let them define a, the terms you're using? Why let them define which terms? Because they're the economists, and those are the terms. Anybody can be an economist. Use? Sure. Uh, well, I mean, just go learn about exactly. the economy. Um. All right. Now you're so I skipped over an important bullet point here that I just want to point yeah. out real quick. Normally characterized by slow, steady growth, the U.S. money supply has grown 20% from $15.33 trillion at the end of 2019 to $18.3 trillion at the end of July. Now, I presume that includes money in bank accounts, not all physical dollars, like or at least you know, just the digital U.S. Dollars? money supply. Yeah, okay. Day to day, the Fed doesn't know, you know, if, if Mark's got Mark's bank and you issue 10 loans today, the Federal Reserve didn't know you were going to issue 10 loans or one loan or no loans, right? right? So I guess from that perspective, they don't know exactly how much money is going to be created. But it was but, talking about control. Well, they would know if they if there was still fractional reserve banking, but there Which there's isn't. not now, right? Didn't well, they get rid of the it, reserve it got reduced to zero percent. So I mean, now they act. I mean, then they could have known. Okay, well, this is the amount of assets this bank has. So we know they cannot create more, more than, than this amount. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, agreed. So, but the Federal Reserve controls the amount of the creation of money currently by simply having the interest rate. So the interest rate that so a if I Mark's bank gives out a million dollar loan to someone to buy whatever, and that million dollars I'm getting from the Federal Reserve at a rate, and then I'm hiking it up in order to lend it out. 
So the so I'm actually getting the money, which has been created out of nothing, from the Federal Reserve, of which I am basically a franchise, and I am adding a fee on for the administration of that loan. Mm-hmm. And that's basically it. And if it gets paid back, then it gets paid back. If it doesn't get paid back, it gets written off. Whatever. That's right. So no real risk to the bank, right? Eh, I mean, a bank that has a bunch of bad loans is mm-hmm. not going to stay afloat. I actually have a related story to this discussion we were having about inflation, which, again, these so-called economists uh, that were what probably are likely what they call Keynesian economists who should know what the definition of inflation is, but they purposefully try to obscure it because they support the idea of creating inflation, which is properly defined as the increase in the money supply, which well, is you pointed under out, circumstances. They support it under all circumstances. No, that's what their whole system's based on. It's constantly inflating. Nope. nope. That's okay. So no, it's, no, that's not what happens. Maynard They're Keynes not... is a hundred, like more than a hundred years old. Okay. okay. Uh, his his philosophies were from way back, and his philosophy was you expand the money supply in times of drought or bad bad things happening in the country. Oh well, they, so they've changed that to expand it all the time. Then. That's because when you give uh, when you give it's a child, because inflating the currency makes bad things happen economically. Mm-hmm. And then they don't know what else to do except inflate, inflate some the more. Money supply. Well, I would disagree. So, what do you call it then, Mark? If it's not Keynesian uh, economics, where it's constantly inflating, modern mo- monetary theory. Gotcha. Uh, let's go. Modern to monetary the- theory is the most. Uh, you know, wasn't that the name of Keynes' book? Um, they they've they've morphed the whole thing. I don't know if that's the name of the Keynes' book. Uh, I know it has to do with animal spirits. The Federal Reserve acts independently of the United States government. Well, there yeah, was a bill. Yeah, but the U.S. government they... told them to create three trillion dollars yeah, to there... pump it into the economy. There was a bill. I think it was called. That the... money goes to banks. I mean, that's well, a that's it went, just bank. It, no, money. it went to big business, business big business, uh, some small businesses to pay their employees. And right. stuff now like that. T- okay, so there were two... and it went to twelve hundred dollars to. Every right. taxpaying no, American. No, absolutely not. Um, that's a misunderstanding of the the two. Uh, t- so there's. The- I guess I wasn't here two months ago when all of this happened, Ian. Okay, the United States Federal Reserve created three trillion dollars and gave it to banks. The United States government took a loan from as as it does with everything. It's a you know it's debt. Uh, took a debt based loan from the Federal Reserve of one point something like we'll call it one point five. The CARES 1.2? Act was two point two trillion. Uh, okay, I and that was signed by Donald Trump. All right, I so thought that was don't try 1. to act 2. like Donald Trump didn't have anything to do. I with this. didn't act like Donald Trump didn't have anything. The to Republicans do with it. and the Democrats it wasn't came three together. Trillion dollars, the two point two, close enough. The Republicans right. and the Democrats came together to pass what they called a stimulus bill. Just Where do a few you think this twenty percent in inflation of the monetary uh, supply that we just talked about? Where do you think that came from? The 2.2 Federal Reserve. trillion came from the CARES Act. No, it didn't. That's not how we inflate the monetary supply. It is literally the U.S. government going to the Fed. Hey, we want two point two trillion dollars, and the Fed going, okay, here it is. The Federal Reserve has taken unprecedented action to save the economony during the coronavirus. Key point. Uh, second, meaning they've printed even more than they <laughs> right. did in 2008. There have been rate cuts and a slew of credit and lending programs that could inject more than six trillion dollars into the economy. We heard that number and we talked about that back uh, when it was happening. Meanwhile, okay. banks are lowering people's credit lines and closing their accounts. So I guess that's not what's happening. But I mean, like they said, it could inject more than. 
Yeah, there was a lot of speculation about a six trillion, and I don't know if it ever actually did in that instance. Do I don't. That. Yeah, I don't think it could have got that. I had heard the number three. I think by the time the year's out, we're going to see six trillion. And let me go. I do have a newer article. Yeah. So it also mentions Congress has passed two trillion in rescue efforts, but continues to squabble over how much more to be allocated and how it could be distributed. So that the two trillion they're referring to is the two point two from the so-called CARES Act, of which. A boatload went to make a corporation. So that's a potential eight trillion dollars that was being floated as a COVID, um, you know, rescue. All right, and yeah, now it, they're it, fighting it about. Work. Now they're fighting about the next one. Right yes. Now. Well, they're playing politics. It's probably and- not going to get to a trillion that uh, the amount that they went to. So Brookings then goes to uh, securities purchases. QE. The Fed has resumed purchasing massive amounts of securities, a key tool employed during the Great Recession when the Fed bought trillions of long-term securities, treasury and mortgage-backed securities. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.